And we're told that uh, when he arrives at the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, Martha comes out of the house to greet him. But Mary sits at, her, at the Lord's feet and listens to his words. Martha gets on with the dinner and she's rushing around getting everything ready. She probably had to uh, maybe a little bit annoyed because Jesus turned up with 12 friends that he hadn't told her about. So she has to uh, get on top of all the things that have to be done and she gets herself into a state of distraction and distress and anger. And in this gospel we see Martha as the patron saint of the stressed. So she comes to Jesus angry and she says to him, Lord, don't you care that I'm doing all this work by myself? Go and tell my sister to come and give me a hand. Now, I think this is the only time in the Gospel where one of Jesus' disciples tells him what to do. And Jesus sees the state that she's in and he looks at her and he says, Martha, Martha, you are fussing and fretting about so many things. Only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken away from her. Now this uh, little story has been used down the centuries in the Christian tradition to defend the contemplative life. And even to this day it needs defending. One of the objections to meditation I mentioned is that people think that it's selfish. Martha thought that Mary was being selfish. She should have been helping her. Now Jesus, Jesus' response to Martha is of great importance to our understanding our own uh, spiritual life and the balance in our spiritual life that's needed. It's also very important for understanding how we relate to Jesus as our teacher. First of all, Jesus doesn't condemn Martha for being busy. There's nothing wrong in being busy. What he criticizes her for is for her distraction, that she's lost her balance. And when we get stressed, as we know in our ordinary day-to-day -day lives, when you get stressed, when you feel you're not on top of things, when there's, you're not, you know, there are too many things for you to do, there's not enough time, too many demands on you, what happens? You get anxious. You get angry. You start blaming other people. You start lashing out. 
you lose your peace. It's not that the work is wrong, it's just that the way you're doing the work has gone wrong. So governments and businesses today spend millions and millions of dollars looking at how to help people organize their time. Time management. Management consultants all there to try to help people to, you know, basically live uh, and do their work without so much stress. Businesses realize how much productivity they lose because of stress. Now, Martha and Mary, you could say, are symbols of the active and the contemplative life. And it's true, they represent two different types of personality. And some people are naturally like Martha, they are organizers and they are doers and they fixers and they, you know, they uh, are the people who like to take control and they're, they're leaders, natural leaders. And then there are other personalities that are quite content to sit quietly in a room. They don't need to be recognized. Uh, they are more interior people. And we recognize these personality types from all sorts of, uh, you know, psychological systems that we have today, like the Enneagram and so on. But I think the story is deeper than that. Because Martha and Mary are sisters living in the same house. So they symbolize not only two types of personality, but even more, they symbolize the two halves of our soul. And the Martha and the Mary in each of us need to be reconciled. They need to be friends. Usually it's the Martha who starts complaining about the Mary. The Martha part of us, the busy, active part of us, doesn't give time to Mary. I hear many people say, Yes, I would love to meditate. I believe in meditation. It's a great thing. But I don't have time to meditate. That's the Martha, you know, getting out of control. So we need to find a balance in our life that each of us has to find individually. And we've all got special circumstances in our lives. But each of us somehow has to find that balance to give the time that Mary needs to sit doing nothing. But not falling asleep. Mary doesn't fall asleep. She's sitting listening. She's not just dozing at the feet of the Lord. And this is why we need to understand meditation as a spiritual work, a work of waking up, not just of dozing or going into what Father John used to call holy floating. This is why it's so important to understand the mantra as a, as a work that keeps us attentive, keeps us awake, and why we need to say the mantra continually, keeping returning to it, not drifting off into daydreaming Disney World.
So balancing the Martha and Mary is important to all of us. I, was, um, I told this story uh, a couple of weeks ago at a conference uh, seminar I was giving with a Buddhist uh, teacher, Sogyal Rinpoche. And he listened to the story and then he said, then what? What happened? You know, Jesus, Jesus tells Mary, uh, Martha to stop fussing and fretting and that Mary had chosen the better part. But we don't know what happens. We don't know how Martha responded to this teaching of Jesus. Probably she didn't change overnight. She probably learnt something about herself. He'd held a mirror up to her, self-knowledge. Remember I was saying earlier how self-knowledge is an essential part of our spiritual journey. Coming to know ourselves. Sometimes not easy, not pleasant. Martha might not have been very pleased to have been told that by Jesus. And it maybe took her time to assimilate it and incorporate it into her self-understanding. One thing is necessary, though, Jesus says, and Mary has chosen the better part. He doesn't condemn Martha for working, but he does give priority to Mary. Why does he do that? Why has Mary chosen the better part? Surely because the way you are shapes the way you do things. What you're like inside shapes the way you are on the outside. First be, then do. First be, and then you're ready to do. Even the, most, even the best kind of work, you know, the, the, the most altruistic work, the, the work you do for others, can very easily get taken over by the ego. I was visiting a church recently and the great um, conflict in the church at that moment was, was within the committee that was in charge of arranging flowers on the altar. And there was a bitter power struggle going on on this committee. Who would, who would be the chairperson of the flower committee? Well, whatever kind of work we get into, the ego can get into it as well. Many of you know Father Jerry, or knew Father Jerry Pierce and he was a missionary in the Philippines for many years. Great teacher of meditation. A dear friend of mine died recently. And he would often say the most dangerous people in the world are angry missionaries who've got great you know, conviction about peace and justice and great energy but he said if they're angry then they either burn themselves out, but they tend to burn other people out with them. So, Mary has chosen the better part. Everything we do needs to flow from this experience of being. And there's great wisdom and urgent wisdom in that teaching of Jesus. 
not only for us as individuals, but for our world.